We have five stories today, and the first is titled Behind the Veil. I was playing poker late one Sunday night when I suddenly got a very bad feeling. Chills ran through me, but I didn't feel sick. I wasn't drunk, tired, or even remotely feeling physically ill. I just had a sudden need to get home and make sure my mum was safe. So I cashed out my chips and left. Disquiet followed me all the way. It was cold and quiet, but no stranger than usual. When I got home, my mother was in the shower. I called out to her. Mom, I'm home. Okay. Then went to hang up my winter gear by the window. I'm not sure how, but I knew there was something outside. I drew back the curtain just a little and peeked out. We lived across from a park, and coming down the hill toward our apartment building was a massive hooded figure composed wholly of tattered shadows. It was blacker than the surrounding night and seemed to warp the space around it. It floated fluidly and with a clear agency like a squid through water. I've never felt terror like it. I knew I was seeing something I had no business seeing. It wasn't thrilling. It wasn't exciting. It was just awful. I sensed an awareness from this thing, and it wasn't friendly. I felt that if it knew I'd seen it, something horrible would follow. So I closed the shades, then went to my room, and hid under my blanket like a little kid. I had the next day off, and a friend of mine came to visit. What's going on downstairs? What do you mean? He told me there were cops everywhere downstairs. Then he saw the look on my face. What's wrong? I told him what I saw the night before, and he laughed at me 
so I didn't elaborate. We went to grab some food, and as we were leaving, I asked one of the cops what was going on, but he wouldn't tell me anything. When we came back, we found a young guy wandering the hallway. He told us he was a reporter and asked us if we knew a woman and if we knew which was her apartment. Do you know what's going on? He told us a man had shot his girlfriend, then killed himself. It had happened on the other side of the building. I assume before I got home, as I didn't hear any gunshots. I'm open to the idea of things we don't comprehend, but I also understand the importance of healthy skepticism. I know what I saw and I know what I felt. It was like peering behind a door that was never meant to be opened. People think they want to see supernatural occurrences, and perhaps there's a good aspect to them, but I think the truth of it is that most of us would absolutely freak if faced with something that's not supposed to exist in nature. Things like what I saw that night go against everything we consider to be right in a very profound way. Story number two finds us on a dark country road late one night. We were driving home after visiting my fiancé's family for Christmas. It was about 10pm and we needed to find a restroom. Look, there's a rest stop. As soon as we pulled in, I immediately felt uneasy. There was a man standing next to the only car in the parking lot, and although he looked completely normal, he made me feel like a rabbit in the face of a wolf. We had to pass this man to get to the bathroom, and the closer I got to him, the more panic I felt. For the entire walk, from the car park to the building, he looked right through my fiancé like he wasn't there, 
and stared at me with a very creepy smile. We got to the bathrooms and I had to leave my fiancée. The women's were on the right, the men's on the left. See you in a minute. Inside, the restroom was illuminated by a single fluoro that flickered as I entered. There were two stalls, both vacant, and both quite disgusting. I went into what I thought was the cleanest, and locked the door. About 30 seconds later, I heard a sound. It came from the vacant stall next to me. Then I could hear water dripping. Also from the stall. I wish I hadn't, but I bent down and peeked under the partition that separated the two stalls and saw a woman's feet. I don't know how she came in without me hearing the door wasn't what you'd call quiet. She was wearing black small-heeled shoes with silver buckles on them. Water was dripping down from somewhere and forming a puddle around her feet. I quickly finished and left the stall. I took maybe one step, then stopped in my tracks. In the mirror in front of me, I could see the two stalls behind me, and both of them had their doors open. I just wanted to put my head down and leave, but I felt compelled to turn around and face this woman, who was now standing. She was in her early twenties, black hair, and wearing a white button-up shirt and a black skirt. Her face was covered in too much makeup, with lipstick smeared across one of her cheeks. But the thing that I'll never forget is that she was wet. Not like she'd been caught in the rain, but like she'd taken a shower with her clothes on. She was soaking. She raised her head and looked at me with an expression of pain and desperation. Then she opened her mouth to speak, but no words came out. She just stood there, silently mouthing something I couldn't make out. Then, she disappeared. I 
my fiancé was waiting for me, just outside the door. He got the same creepy vibe from the guy in the car park, and had decided to wait for me. As we walked across to the car, that guy was still there. And again, he gave me that awful grin. When we got back on the road, my fiancé said, That guy looked like a serial killer. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him on the news one day. I laughed nervously, then told him about my experience in the bathroom. And when I told him I saw a ghost, he believed me. As scary as she was, I don't really think she meant me any harm. Perhaps she appears in that bathroom to warn people about that creepy guy. Last week, my laptop forgot all my passwords, which was fun. But then, there was a new Patreon supporter, and everything was good again. <laughs> Please welcome Emily to the Patreon group. I was living in Santa Ana, California. I was about four years old and non-verbal. Both my parents worked, so they had an old lady who lived around the corner come to our house to babysit. Her hair was completely white and she always brought a boombox with her. At first, I was a little excited because I thought we were going to listen to music but was disappointed when I found she only had it to listen to religious tapes. Religious tapes in Spanish. I was in my room one day playing with my toys. I could hear the tapes playing. So I walked down the hall to the living room. El señor es I stopped behind the couch Bendita and could see Senora Martinez on her knees praying in front of the boombox. Los cinco misterios gozosos. She had her back to me and hadn't noticed me come in. Then the tape started to Rewind or something. A deep male voice began to speak to her 
in English. We do not pray in this house. She got up and unplugged the boombox. But it didn't stop. Do you understand? She prayed louder. And it became angrier. You're going to hell, you stupid cow. Then the whole house shook. She heard me crying and came over to me and told me it was an earthquake and if it ever happened again, I should hide under a table. She spoke to my parents when they came home. I couldn't hear what they were saying, but after that day, she never returned. Last year, I was at my mum's house and we ended up talking about my old babysitters. I asked her if she remembered Senora Martinez, and she replied, Oh yeah, the one who thought the tape player talked to her? In disbelief, I said, Thought it talked to her? I told my mum what I remembered from that day, and she turned pale. She said that was the exact story the Senora told. A story now about a haunted house. And as the author wrote, it's not a very thrilling story, but it's a true one. A couple of years ago, I moved into a new house, an upper masonette built in the early 1900s. When I first moved in, I lived with my brother and we began to notice things. We'd find windows open that we knew we'd closed. At first, we thought it was each other but after we spoke about it, we decided to do an experiment. We closed and locked every window, then went shopping for a couple of hours. When we got back, all the windows were wide open and a stack of plates from the kitchen cupboard were on the counter. No one else has a key to the house. Next, wet handprints began to appear in inaccessible places, like the ceiling. Then, the blood appeared. It ranged from splashes to small pools on tables and the floor. Once, my brother's train tickets went missing from his wallet, then turned up on the living room floor in a small pool of blood. A friend of ours, who was a nurse, took a swab of the fluid and confirmed 
It was blood. Taipei. Once, when we were watching TV, we started to smell smoke. What is that? It took quite a while for us to discover the underside of the dining table was on fire. There were no flames, just a smouldering red-hot ember. We had to turn the table over and cover it with a wet towel before we went to bed. One morning I woke up and found every knife from the cutlery drawer in the fridge. Oh my God. I wasn't sure what to do, so I told my mother about it and she organized a priest to come to the house. He prayed in every room. Where there is light, darkness must flee. In Jesus' name, thoroughly wash this home from top to bottom. And that was it. There hasn't been any activity since. I'm sorry it's not a very thrilling story, but it is a true one. Thank you for listening during 2023, and I hope you'll stay with me in the new year. We have one more. It's titled, For Lack of a Better Word. And I'll see you next week. I have always been a healthy sceptic about anything paranormal. I maintain 99% of all supposed paranormal occurrences can be explained. But what of the remaining 1%? With that in mind, the following is my recollection of some strange events that I have experienced. Toward the end of the 90s, when I was around 10, my family moved to Northern California into a very old house that was built on the same location where a hotel that was built in the 1800s burned down. Upon moving in, we quickly began to experience strange things. We all, at one point or another, heard footsteps in the attic. Sometimes they'd be accompanied by a coughing sound. <coughs> the noises were so deliberate and loud that my dad went up to investigate. I'm coming up. And I've got a gun. But he found no sign of anyone. My mum once attempted to communicate with it. We were in the kitchen, and after hearing one of the bedroom doors slam shut, she said, 
Okay, if you're trying to get my attention, do something else. And is Yvonne Q, the closed blind next to her, shot up? <coughs> Despite all the weird occurrences, I only ever saw the entity one time. I was in the living room, watching TV. My older sister was in her bedroom, with the door locked. We were the only two home that day. From where I was sitting, I could turn my head and see down the hallway, and consequently into the bathroom. We always left the bathroom door open when no one was in there. Something caught my eye, and I looked across to the bathroom. As usual, light off and door open. There was the dark shape of a person moving slightly as they stood in front of the basin. I assumed it was my sister and turned my attention back to the TV. Then, I looked across and the shadowy figure had gone. I got up, went to the bathroom and turned off the water. I wondered why my sister had done that, but when I asked her, What do you want? Were you just in the bathroom? No. I believed her. Go away. That wasn't the only creepy experience I had in that bathroom. I was washing my hands one day, and the second I turned off the water, the light bulb behind me smashed. It didn't explode in place. Somehow, the light bulb had unscrewed and had fallen to the floor. This is not something that is possible without some form of intelligent interference. It wasn't until after we moved out that my mum confided in me. She said one of the neighbours told her that an elderly man lived in the house before we did. He was a heavy smoker and he died in the attic. If anyone had told me this story, I think I'd shrug and think I'd have to be there to believe it, I guess. But I was there, and I do believe that old house was, for lack of a better word, haunted. <laughs> 